The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Eight minutes after eight it is. Good morning if you've just uh, tuned in. Welcome to AM Live. And it is time now for the Forum at Eight. Now, this morning we examine calls for the reintroduction of the death penalty. These calls stem from uh, murders that we have seen in our communities and uh, most recently the murders of men and women and children and also the high-profile case of Bafana Bafana Captain uh, Senzo Meiwa who was murdered last week. Now, South Africa, which had one of the highest judicial execution rates at the height of apartheid in the 1980s abolished the death penalty in 1995. Debates for and against the death penalty have not changed much over the years. On the one side, you have the argument that it will reduce crime, uh, while the other side says there's no credible evidence to prove and um, th- that this uh, will also just infringe on people's human rights. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we ask you, should should South Africa call a referendum on the death penalty? The lines are open. Would love to hear your views this morning. 0891-104-208. You can also SMS us on 34701. Tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or my personal Twitter account at Sakina Kamwendo. But I want to start off um, uh, before I even get to our guests with uh, you know some of the messages that you've already sent with regard to this discussion this morning. This one says, death penalty reinforcement introduction referendum definite stop minority human rights organizations from forcing their ideas on the majority so Tessie says no to the death penalty police here in Joburg are not searching and seizing they concentrate on illegal immigrants only leaving the main uh, culprits out uh, to go around and kill and do as they please Les Vincent in Durban says government is obliged to hold a referendum on the death penalty the people not the ANC government must Decide and ignore the bleeding hearts of liberals. Desperate times call for drastic measures and we need an incentive not to commit murder. So those, some of the SMSs, there are lots more, there are many more tweets. So it promises to be a very exciting one this morning. And let me welcome our guest, uh, Richem Kondo, who runs the media and writers firm, a content development and reputation management agency, who joins us on the line. Rich, thank you so much for your time this morning. Good morning, Sakira. Thanks uh, for speaking to us. We also have uh, from uh, the South African Human Rights Commission, the CEO in studio with us, uh, Kayum Ahmed. Thanks for coming through. Thank you so much. Now, you've heard what the listeners already are saying. It's, it's already clear that we are divided on this matter. But I think it's equally important that we just establish that, you know, people are not just calling for the death penalty uh, on a whim. The high levels of crime in South Africa, violent crime, um, people are feeling frustrated at this point. People feel that perhaps, uh, you know, the current measures, punitive measures in place are not acting as a sufficient deterrent to crime in South Africa. And hence, uh, people feel as though there may even be a proliferation in violent crime in this country. So they almost desperate to find a solution to this problem. But is the death penalty the answer, Kayum Ahmed. My argument would be absolutely not. I completely understand the emotional call for the death penalty. I have family and friends who have been subjected to violent crime in South Africa, and we understand and recognize as the Human Rights Commission that there is a culture of violence in South Africa. 
But is the answer more violence? Is the answer a perpetuation of that violence through the death penalty? And we would argue very strongly against that approach. Uh, the Constitutional Court has made this call as well in S versus Makwanyana uh, in 1995 when it found that the death penalty is cruel, inhumane and degrading uh, treatment, that it doesn't serve as a deterrent. In fact, in places such as Canada, after the death penalty was abolished, the crime rate dropped by 43%. And so countries that continue to use the death penalty, there's an argument that it does not work as a deterrent in those particular countries. So the argument around deterrence and the death penalty is certainly something from a factual perspective that doesn't exist. I understand the emotional argument, but if we look at the facts on this matter, it's absolutely important that we recognize that death penalty is not a deterrent. I also know that the Human Science Research Council has conducted studies on this. And something like 75% of South Africans are in favor of reintroducing the death penalty, 75%. So we also recognize as the commission that we are focusing on a minority of South Africans. We are arguing for a minority of South Africans uh, in this particular instance. But this is precisely why the Constitution is such an important document that we recognize that we can't return to this old idea of a parliamentary democracy where Parliament decides on our behalf. We need the Constitution in place to protect uh, those minority views. Because if we were Mm -hmm. to also have a referendum on, for example, foreign nationals in South Africa, you'd probably find that the majority of South Africans would be opposed to giving rights to foreign nationals. And that leads to a slippery slope. Richem Kondo? I uh, am saying that um, we need to ask the people of South Africa their views. My argument is that, yes, I support the death penalty on certain crimes, particularly gun-related crime, children-related crime, and others. Uh, I agree that across the world there's even a division on this issue. Maybe I, I, I'm becoming too recognized because I worked in America. I found that actually there people are given a voice. For example, when you watch the elections next week or this week in America, uh, you will realize that in each, in each, in each state there's something called a proposition. A proposition is when there is an election. There is a separate, there's a separate, a separate ballot where people are being asked on a particular issue. For example, the introduction of um, cannabis or DACA for medicinal purposes. It's actually put on the ballot box by by by, this, by a particular state. The, the the issue of whether gays should uh, uh, people of the same sex should get married. It's actually put on a, a, a proposition so that the views of the people are actually had. At the moment, my biggest problem is we who live in high, ho- high, high walls with electric fences in Sunton, right, are actually debating this issue. Organizations such as the Human Commission, I agree, they are constitutionally approved organizations, right, are actually talking for themselves, not for the people of South Africa. I'm saying in South Africa, there should come a time when the people are asked what they want, not what the politicians who are protected, who are using um, blue blue light brigades, who are living in uh, estates which have got guards, uh, can decide for us. I don't don't believe that we should always actually hide behind that fact that it is barbaric, uh, that it is uh, inhumane, we should ask the people. And I'm sure if you ask the father of uh, Sensumiwa, he will tell you that my son was killed inhumanely.
Mm. And and what about the question, uh, the argument that is always raised about, um, you know, given the inefficiency of the entire um, system, that many people, innocent people, will then also lose their lives? Technology these days has advanced so much that uh, we need to actually use technology to prove that. And you can go back. I was reading a story last week about a guy in somewhere in, 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 in the States who was released from the death row after 28 years because the DNA has proven that he didn't do it. Now, why are we afraid of using the technology that is available at the moment and we hide behind pontificating behind uh, high walls? Mm-hmm. We, should, we should be able to do that. Let, let, me, give it, let me ask you an example. Uh, look across the continent of Africa where the death penalty is there, but it is not actually being implemented. It is there. Now, how, how high is the crime in Zimbabwe when the people of Zimbabwe are so poor and they come here? How high is the crime there? Why are the people, some of the people who come from Zimbabwe come and commit crime here? Because they know that here they will get away with murder, but they won't do it in Zimbabwe. Mm. Because in, in, in Zimbabwe, the death penalty is in, on the statute book but it's being implemented. I hear you, Reg, and I want to get uh, Kayum Ahmed's response to that, but I just want to ask uh, about your own example uh, that you yeah. uh, gave in the United States. You say after yeah. 28 years, DNA then proved that this guy was innocent. Now, had he been put yeah. to death, there would have been yeah. no recourse because the man would have been gone. No, but you, you, you don't do it unless you prove beyond reasonable that that. that that is the person who did it. You, you, you don't do that. By the way, uh, Ahmed actually gave an example of Canada. He didn't example. He didn't give an example uh, of the fact that 36 of the 50 states in America do have the death penalty in, in the statute books. And if you go to uh, the death penalty, the, the, the crime is one of the lowest. Actually, since the death penalty was introduced in Texas. Uh, crime has gone down 46%. He doesn't mention that uh, as another example. Okay, Kayo? No, I think it's important. And, and Rich makes a number of arguments, which I think are all rather uh, emotional and a little all over the show, to be frank. And I think, Rich, you have a responsibility as a highly educated and um, uh, articulate uh, citizen of this country to also take into consideration some of these other challenges that you refer to. So, for example, if you do look at the United States, which is a good example, uh, California, for example, does not have the death penalty, as Texas does. If you look at the murder rate, not the overall crime rate, but the murder rate in both those particular states, you'll notice that the death penalty is not a deterrent to crime in a place like Texas. So I do find that argument rather um, disingenuous. I think when you also look at the question of gay rights in the United States, they've made, uh, they've had referendums on gay rights in the U.S. where many people have called uh, for gay rights not to be implemented. And the courts then overturn those decisions. So even in places like the United States, where you argue that people have more of a voice, uh, the courts have played a role in overturning that majoritarian voice because it's so important that we ensure that minorities are protected. And, and if we look at a country like South Africa, where you have inherent uh, tensions between blacks and whites in this country, 
in a re- recent survey conducted by GCRO, you, if you ask black South Africans whether they would ever trust white people, you find that from 2009 to 2013, uh, 73% of black Africans in South Africa would argue that we should not be trusting white people. And if you were to then have a referendum on, for example, should white people be paying more taxes because we don't necessarily trust them, you may find that the referendum approach, that the majoritarian approach, often in often um, implements decisions of a group mentality, that herd mentality that we use in South Africa uh, to discriminate against foreign nationals or to discriminate against minorities. And this is why the constitution and organizations like the Human Rights Commission are so essential to ensure that that minority voice is heard. The victims often in instances like this become the perpetrators and it's so important that we as a constitutional democracy ensure that the voice of the people is heard but that the voice of the people is also mitigated through processes such as the constitutional dispensation. Does that, however, mean then, Kayum, that the voice and the protection of minority rights then takes precedence over that of majority rights? Absolutely not. I think it's absolutely essential that we recognize that when you protect the minority, you also protect the majority in this this case. Um, I don't think that it's one or the other. It's a question of looking at the entire problem holistically and to ensure that uh, minority rights are given sufficient protection in South Africa as they have been in many other developing and developed uh, countries across the world. Uh, But to argue that the death penalty is firstly going to act as a deterrent, secondly that it's the only way to sort out crime in South Africa is an argument that has absolutely no factual basis. What we actually need is better policing, a more efficient judicial system to ensure um, greater uh, opportunities for people who have been victims of crime to go to court and to have their day in court where they're able to ensure that those folks who commit violent crimes are held accountable. On the forum at 8 this morning, we ask, should South Africa call for a referendum on the death penalty? Rich, let me take you uh, and then get to our listeners on the line. Okay, I, I, I agree with Ahmed's sentiments on many issues. Here's my actually point of, of a difference with him. The, the problem, uh, okay, let, let, let's go back to the examples that we, both of us, Ahmed and I, gave on the United States. He, there in the United States, all the, 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 the checks and balances are, are being actually applied. The people are being asked. The court then decides that actually the people are wrong. That's what I call democracy at the, at the moment. In our country, it's not. We didn't do that. Uh, we have not asked the people. Now, they, they, we need also remember, by the way, that we come from a very emotional and difficult uh, country where during the, the apartheid era, the apartheid government used the death penalty to kill uh, political opponents. We agree on that. But 20 years later, uh, we don't have that kind of situation. Now, when uh, in 1995 uh, the death penalty was actually removed from the statute books in South Africa, nobody was asked. The decision was taken by the judges and the politicians. I am saying, let's ask the people. If, they, if, 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 if later on someone takes the decision that is taken by the people to court, so be it. Just like it happened in, in America and, and, and other countries where the people are asked, but actually the checks and balances says, no, you're wrong. But in our country, my, my, my difference here is that we don't ask anyone. We know better. The Human Rights Commission knows better. Our parliamentarians in parliament know better. By the way, the system in America is even different. 
the people in America get elected by their constituents. In South Africa, no. It is the parties in Parliament who decided on our behalf, not us, the people. Mm. Let's go to the lines on this question. Um, this morning on the Forum of Jade, we're asking you, should South Africa call a referendum on the death penalty? 891 is the number to dial. Let's go to Solly in Cape Town. Thanks for your patience, Solly. Morning to your panel. Sakina, you know, the death penalty in the Islamic uh, uh, religion is a must. But however... You know, in South Africa, we have over 20,000 murders a year. We're not talking of one or two. There's one every few minutes done. The policing has failed totally. doesn't matter how much billions we put there. Nothing gets better. What Kayum, what Ahmed and are saying are absolutely spot on, that the minority and all that. All over the world, in Switzerland, a referendum is held to decide, and they decide whatever the people want. Recently, we had one in England on Scotland, and there the people decided they don't want to go that way. I think what's happening also with the, uh, uh, all the arguments that we have for and against, we agree with all what they say, but when you have such a catastrophe that every few minutes somebody is dead, then something has to be done. Isn't it strange when a sad loss of a high-profile sportsman has now stirred us so much? And isn't it also strange that in a case like this, within a few days, they've caught the perpetrator, where many of them are not even known or seen or gone, and nothing happens for years. I say, let's have a referendum and let the people decide. It's time now for the people to decide what this country wants. And why are they all scared of a referendum? Okay, that's Solly in Cape Town. Jeffrey, you calling from Emalathleni. Good morning. Uh, morning, Sakina, and your panel as well. Eh? Um, I, I, I won't be emotional about the issue. Uh, I'm one of the persons that I'm very scared about the uh, calling the referendum because most of the people will be saying uh, then if someone is, uh, is, uh, is killed someone or has committed a crime, then they need to be assassinated. And if you look at the, at the notion of assassination, it's in politically driven from, 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 from uh, apartheid era, not only in South Africa. It's politically driven. If you can check on most of the crime statistics that are committed, most of them, they are politically driven. That, that means... Only the blacks was going to be the casualty of this. I think it's very important if maybe there will be a dialogue about what are the root causes of all these crimes that have been happening, about these kids that have been raped, about all these shootings and kill of people. What is important, Sakina, in this? We need to check what are the real problems behind these crimes. Who caused the problems? Who caused the, 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 the what you call the crimes? And what are the reasons? Then from there we cure we, we the, the, the what you call the root problems. I think the the referendum itself is not going to do any justice because if you if if that referendum the people will be saying no, then let the the, 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 the what you call the, the assassination take place. Then if you kill someone and then you find that the court hasn't done their job properly and they've they've killed someone mistakenly, what are you going to do? We're going to reverse the life. Okay, that's Jeffrey and Emma Lathleni. Claire in Woodville, good morning. Good morning uh, to you and everyone. I um, just want to bring in another suggestion um, uh, that uh, uh, no one ever seems to think that there might be an intermediate thing um, that uh, could act as a very big deterrent. We have had someone convicted for the horrible rape and murder of toddlers. Uh, He's sentenced... uh, to life imprisonment, which we know means very little, gives the judge the finger, 
as he's led away. And um, I'm wondering, with the definitive evidence of, uh, supplied by DNA, uh, would it not be justified to um, uh, introduce the idea of mandatory castration for those types of crimes? <clears throat> okay. Uh, that's an interesting one, uh, Claire. Uh, let's go to Tabiso and Bulukwane. Good morning. Tabiso? Okay, whilst we're trying to find Tabiso, let's go to George in KZN. Morning, George. Morning, Sakina. Uh, I, I think your guest must not think that uh, 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 his views is the only one that is sober and all of us uh, are emotional. I'm uh, a pro uh, referendum for death penalty because uh, I believe that uh, if on a year you've got uh, 10 murderers and then uh, if five are hanged, at least you are left with half. But currently, if you've got uh, like 100 murderers, and one is is sentenced for 10 months, and then they will double up because they know now it's easy to kill a person. So uh, also he's not commenting on uh, on the examples of uh, Zimbabwe and Botswana, where there is a death penalty, and in the Asian countries, where people are scared to, 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 to murder other people because they will be hanged. So I think referendum is important, although uh, maybe if he says... Uh, uh, that other guy who's pro-penalty is, is articulate and educated. Maybe a referendum must be only done by educated people, and the people <laughs> in the rural areas that he undermines must not be part of the referendum. Ah, George and KZN, thank you so much. Uh, Frank Talk in Mangaung, let's squeeze you in before the news. Yeah, morning. I, I think this is a very motive issue. Um, you know, unless people are saying, let's go and amend the Constitution, because the right to life currently it falls under the table of non-derogable right. That means the state can never take that, uh, uh, you know, right to life away from the people. But another issue, Sakina, you know, I, I really want to appeal to our people to think about this. And I'm happy we've got two classical court cases that just happened in the other one of Diwani. You, you, you see a justice system always represents the rich. Now, in a South African context, the rich are majority white. So in a way, what you'd be saying is, those who cannot be properly represented in a court system, who could drag, who could bring in expensive advocates, are the ones that are going to go to the gallows. Now, in a country that is racially divided like us, you are going to find yourself in a situation that the USA is, country, is currently sitting on, or where only black people go to the gallows, never white people, because they can pay the justice system. And, 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 and remember, the justice system is, 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 is a bit problematic in the country. Uh, you have prosecutors who are not that much experienced vis-a-vis the defense counsel. So whoever is able to pay expensive money for the best defense counsel will get away with, with that. So you, 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 you don't just say, hey, let's look at the tail end. Let's look at the whole criminal justice mm. system, the investigation, uh, the prosecution, before you go to the judgment. Because w- once judges are confronted with a defense that is as good as it was uh, with Lou in, in, in Oscar Pistorius' case, they are bound not to find in the favor of the state. Okay. But those who are poor, who cannot afford it, will be the ones that go to Carlos. And, uh, yeah, I think um, uh, there's uh, M. Chobololo who echoes that sentiment on Twitter saying, we have hundreds of people serving jail terms for crimes they never committed and they had no money to hire expensive lawyers. AM Live on SAFM 104 to 107. 
25 to 9 here on AM Live. You're listening to The Forum at 8. And this morning we are asking, should South Africa call for a referendum on the death penalty? And the discussion has been absolutely lively. And uh, interestingly, it's rather well balanced at this point. So we'll continue taking your calls on 891 And uh, uh, before I get to our panel, let me throw in a few more SMSs as well as uh, tweets. Let me start with the tweets here. Um, this one here, there are so many of them, but uh, um, Sanka says, a referendum on the death penalty is long overdue. State of emergency to apprehend criminals will do too. Localist lackers say, I think the death penalty referendum should be tabled in Parliament because the current justice system has failed our people. Richard Koza says, Commissioner of Police has the power to enforce community safety. Thus, he or she can implement ways to reduce criminality and Mvuzom Belekane says a call for the death penalty is a call for mass killing of black people. Justice system is for the rich and famous only in this country. The other Africa blog says um, that's wrong. No, no, one's, no one is God to give or take lives. Innocent people will be killed uh, when found guilty. Uh, Mosiah J. Letlape says um, majority of those killing, uh, calling for a referendum are angry and impulsive in their call. They need to get a background on the issue before talking about it. And then Carlo Quas says the death penalty will not stop any crime. Job creation and a competent, diligent and non-corruptible police force will. Uh, George Fani's contribution we don't need a death penalty that's the apartheid system and uh, this one from Tepiso Mokwena says I am for the death penalty this is not an emotional call but a call for justice murderers uh, should be punished Mbali's puppy says uh, death penalty advocates uh, delude themselves into thinking uh, they, uh, who d- those who don't respect others lives will stop killing and Les Mada says punishment should fit the crime and it's not. there's no such thing as poverty driven murders and rapes that's just a dumb excuse and I vote for the death penalty Motibi Poza death penalty referendum should never be held in South Africa Constitutional Court decision S versus Makanya is clear in this regard. And Fanele Sikwecha says, look at crime stats um, when we had the death penalty and look at them now without the death penalty. I say bring back the death penalty. And then Aaron's master says, um, death penalty is not a deterrent. Criminality on rampage due to low arrest and prosecution rate. Criminals know this. And Talon Makanya says, it's not that criminals are living amongst us. We are now living amongst them. That's how bad things are. And Chinemo Elias says, let the people decide what they want. Why are we having mercy on criminals who don't have mercy on women and kids and all other people that they kill? Let's get to the panel. Okay, Mahmoud? Uh, I think these are all excellent points. Um, and the the big call for people to decide on what they want, I think people have already decided what they want. Um, in all of the studies I've seen, people have asked that the death penalty be brought back. But at the same time, people have also elected democratically a government that has taken a position on this matter. Um, and essentially, this government, the, the majority party, the ANC, has argued, based on our history, based on our context and experience, that the death penalty is something that is absolutely anathema to the values enshrined in the Constitution. I do think the big issue is really about the lack of trust in the criminal justice system. This is what people are actually arguing about. 
I don't think that this debate is so much about the death penalty as it is about the low levels of prosecution in the country, uh, about the criminal justice system and the fact that people literally get away with murder. So what we need instead is better policing and a more efficient judicial, judicial system as opposed to a system of the reintroducing the death penalty, which I believe also will ensure that more black people are hanged and, and killed in this country um, because those are the folks who often don't have access to justice and who are often at the uh, short end of the stick when it comes to the justice system. So I really don't think reintroducing the, the, the death penalty is any deterrent whatsoever to reduce the high crime levels in South Africa. Rich? There's no, in my view, there's no actually foolproof uh, any solution. There's no solution that says, if you do this, uh, nothing will happen. I actually don't, I, I've never said that uh, if we have the death penalty, then there will be no crime. And I'm not actually also uh, conclusively advocating the death penalty. What I'm saying is, let the people decide on whether they want it or they don't. Don't, as a Democrat, I will agree with them and say, let's not do it. That's what democracy is all about. I agree with some of the sentiments echoed by the Human Rights Commission, Dan and Ahmed. But I'm saying here, ideas and political decisions don't last forever. What we decided in 1995 shouldn't be something that we want to live with us forever. We always have to revisit to see whether what we decide works or doesn't work. At the moment, I'm saying it doesn't work. If it works, let the people decide whether it, it, it's working or not. There's enough evidence around the world that someone is not sentenced to death today and put to death tomorrow. There has to be the, the ticks on whether the, there's conclusive evidence whether if that person is the one or has the crime. If that person has actually committed the crime, if there is conclusive proof that that is the perpetrator, why not? It has happened all over the world. I mean, take, you, you must just read a book about Timothy Day, a gentleman who killed 150 people in America many years ago. It, it took about 10 or 15 years before he could be put to death. And guess what? When he was put to death, he actually was not sort of, uh, showing any emotions about it because he did it. Now, we are saying that we should spare the people who actually do such a barric act. I'm saying if the people of South Africa want that, I will agree with them. But at the moment, my biggest problem is that nobody has been asked. Only okay. the politicians, only the politicians, the judges have decided that, this, yeah, that that should be the case. I don't think what we just said in 1995 should live forever. All right. That's Richam Kondo, who's our guest this morning, as well as Kayum Ahmed. And the question we are asking on the forum at 8 today is, should South Africa call for a referendum on the death penalty? Tabelo Matumi says, as things stand, it will take SAPS uh, 10 years to convert, uh, to convert manual documents to digital forensic DNA, a bridge too far at this point. But here's an interesting one from Msizi Mieza. Msizi says, I say, let's call a referendum on the Constitution in its entirety. There's a thought for you. And uh, let's go to the lines now. 891 uh, David in Durban, good morning. Morning, morning. Thank you for, uh, for taking my call. I just hope uh, my line is clear because uh, I'm, I'm begging to hear you guys. We can hear anyway, you, David. Uh, oh, thank you. 
Uh, you know, I'm, I'm so, so much with Rich here because um, uh, when he spoke about the high walls of the officials, he really, really nailed it on the head. Let me go to Botswana. Botswana has got a low rate of murders because they have the death penalty. One thing that really, really was fun in Botswana, you know, from Fridays up to up until Monday morning, no trucks are allowed to move. If, if, they, if they catch you, it's a serious offense. Why? Because one of the sons of, of, of the top ranking officials was killed in an accident on the weekend. So, so when Rich says that, you know, it's only when, uh, when you get the poor people debating this issue that it, it must really, really be considered. Because as, as, as the politicians are, are sitting there, they've got high walls, they've got all the security they need. So up until one of the top ranking officials loses someone through these barbaric murders, then uh, trust me, Mr. Kingdom, they will start talking about it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And KGM concurs with you. He says it's extremely interesting that the death penalty always gets discussed each time a famous person has been killed. Let's go to Tabiso in Pulukwane. Tabiso, morning. Morning, Fagina. And how are you? Well, and you? I'm fine, man. Fagina, I think one of the one of the deterrent factors that will make us uh, not to discuss this particular matter objectively is that we are from the very painful path. That a uh, lot of people were fighting for the revolution, were fighting for where should we should, we should be now in South Africa, got killed by the apartheid through the death penalty. It will, it will be very difficult. So my view will then be, Sakina, you remember that case of, uh, of a woman in the Western Cape who was brutally raped, mutilated, and so on and so forth. Uh, and many other cases of that particular nature. I think we need to be able to say, who has the right to life here? Is it a criminal? Or, or the person who got murdered. And I think we need to be able to discuss it in that particular regard and say it's important that we get that particular referendum. It's important that this, because we had all this dialogue. These dialogues are not new. We've been discussing whether uh, how best way can we be able to solve crime, how the best way we can resolve this particular matter. But we still have high levels of murders in this country. But then lastly, lastly, the other issue is about that uh, you. Uh, a lot of uh, the crime in South Africa is as a result of unemployment. We are actually making it to be that way because every time we talk about crime, every time we talk about people who commit this particular act, we then put, uh, put unemployment and poverty aside. We are making that particular mistake. But what we are saying is that it will assist us, in particular the justice system, to be thorough insofar as their conviction is concerned. Because as a judge, you cannot just say this person must go to uh, the gallows knowing very well that indeed this particular, indeed the facts within you are not the ones that lead into that particular regard. Let's debate this particular issue and say uh, there is in no way we are at the turning point as South Africans. We were just told in the news yesterday that uh, one businessman, foreign businessman in China was shot at. Ah, we lost you there, unfortunately, Tabiso. But I tell you what, I see um, uh, Zubair uh, uh, agrees with you. Zubair Sayed on the socioeconomic conditions. He says we need to deal with the root of crime and violence. Capital punishment only deals with the symptoms thereof. Uh, let's speak to Funani in East London. Hey, Funani. Thanks, Sakina, and greetings to your guest. I think uh, what I want to say has been said by others. Imagine if we were to have referendum on many of the things that people want referendum on, whether we should have the provinces as we currently have them, as spiky financially as they are, whether we should have presidents elected the way they are elected by parliament. People like you that if we were to elect president, I think you wouldn't have people like Zuma as a president. And there are many other ideas on referendum that people are throwing out. 
those who come from a liberation struggle will tell you that referendum is not a deterrent because when it was applied in this country on freedom fighters, it never stopped anyone from engaging in a struggle. Actually, the more you killed, the more you activated people's anger for them to fight more in that liberation struggle. And if you were to attend congresses of organizations such as Avrapo and them, and hear the idea of of, of death penalty, it's very emotive. People will tell you that it's never solving anything. Let's talk about America, whether it's a good example on whether we should have death penalty or not. If you talk about America, you talk about China and all these other countries where chemical coefficient is above 0.5, you notice that the crime is very high in spite of the fact that people are being killed. Talk about Scandinavian countries where chemical coefficient is below 0.5. Death penalty is not needed there because most people are referring to themselves as citizens of a country. They own the country, they love the country, they work very hard, and they are taken care of by expire system. So if you want to deal with death, with death in the society, if you want to deal with levels of crime, make sure that people are equal. Make sure that people are employed, people are educated, people have healthcare system and that kind of thing. So death penalty is never a deterrent anywhere in the world. Okay, Funani. Uh, let's speak to um, Bonagele in Kailicha. Good morning. Good morning, yes, Ken. Uh, let me try to be brief. Listen, there's one thing that um, with, with, with the referendum that they are calling, I think I fully agree with that. Because the people of this country must decide what they want. And the other thing is this. What we don't really understand, they, this government complains about mob justice as well. But if people kill, they kill, that's it. And if someone wants to commit and kill, go and kill someone. No one fully aware there is a mob justice that is going to punish him or her. Definitely no one is going to just go, go out and do such things, such crimes of killing people. Therefore, referendum is the way to go. And if this government respects us, they will listen to us. If they claiming to be the government of the people, the people of this country must decide what they want. That All is right. Not, that you understand. We got you there, Bonagele. Uh, Glenn, you calling from uh, Itopo. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, I just wanted to make the comment, the observation that uh, the gay rights were mentioned earlier, and gay rights, the minority group of gay rights would be gays or people who are sympathetic towards gays. Now, if you're talking about a minority group in the case, in, in this instance, you're talking about either the murderers or the people who are sympathetic towards murder. And um, lastly, a quick comment. I think people who say that it's, it's, it's a race thing are, are being very disingenuous because about whites being, uh, about blacks being more susceptible to being murdered and not uh, being able to afford the, um, the luxury of, of decent defense because uh, I don't think that's the case at all. Thank you. Okay, that's Glenn. Um, Mbulelo in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Sakin. How are you? Well, and you? Not too bad, thanks. Second, I just wanted to enter this debate as well, you know, around the capital punishment or a referendum uh, for that matter. You know, I think in South Africa we should not be really uh, be wanting a referendum on any uh, just issue that, that arises. Otherwise, we'll have a state that is decided upon referendums. There are a number of issues that really um, affect uh, the society, which really other sections of the society would want a referendum on, um, you know. So my position really is that we must be able to 
yeah, differentiate as to whether that we've got a right as well as people to 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 promote life, and as was the determined in the state versus Makwanyan and another case, the constitutional case uh, matter that we know that was decided in 1995 where um, it was that capital punishment was inconsistent with the commitment to human rights expressed in the interim constitution and in the constitution that we, we are currently living in in South Africa. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, um, Bulela. Well, interesting, isn't it? And uh, we'll continue taking more of your views. I'll read uh, some of the many SMSs that have come through. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from our panel first, and then I'll read more of your messages. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Thanks for tuning in. And the Forum at 8 this morning, we are asking, should South Africa call for a referendum on the death penalty? And whoa, have we been inundated? I just want to take a moment to acknowledge all the SMSs, all the tweets, all the Facebook messages and the calls that unfortunately we can't take. But we'll try and squeeze in as many as we can. Now, let me just get back to the panel. Rich and Kayum, you both have one minute to respond to all of those comments. And then I'll read a few more. Rich? Uh, saying that um, we shouldn't be afraid to ask for people's views. You know, it reminds me of an ad which I had last week where a young boy is asking the father, why dad? Why dad? And the, the, the father say, uh, because, because, and because I said so. At the moment, it's because our politicians have said so, and the justice system has said so. But no one has ever actually said that our politicians or the justice, uh, our justice system is correct. Uh, no, no, actually, person, no organization uh, has ever been correct forever. The people's views should always be uh, acknowledged and revisited and and uh, and and then addressed. My view is that not only the death penalty, but many other issues that we as a democracy would be seen to be consulting the people. At the moment, we have not. Uh, that's my call, and I feel that it's time we ask the people what they want. Kayum? People's views are absolutely essential, and I think as part of a thriving democracy, it's imperative that we hear uh, the anger and the, and the voice of the people. But when you listen to people such as Claire, who called in earlier on for mandatory castration, mm. she fails to properly understand the nature of sexual violence, that it's not about a penis and a vagina, that people use bottles and instruments and broomsticks to rape uh, young kids, um, that it's not about removing a an organ, a bodily organ, because it's not going to remove the act of violence against a particular uh, individual. And I think the nature of the criminal um, intent is something that's often lost when we ask people uh, on a very emotional question like this. So fact and evidence is an absolutely essential component of making decisions. And I think the way I agree with Rich is that the, uh, people's voices must be heard, absolutely. But there are also uh, reasons why we've elected a majority party who has taken a position on this, why we've got a court who has reinforced that view. And I think it's absolutely essential that the uh, the call for a referendum is, uh, I can understand why that is important, but the reality is that that may result in a degradation of our constitutional values, and that's what I'm particularly afraid of. Let me read some SMSs here. Uh, Mashifane Peter says, death penalty not a solution. We need to review the criminal justice system and declare a gun-free society. Now, just on that point, and, 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 and I'm seeing it coming up you know, quite frequently here, there seems to be a lack of trust 
in the criminal justice system to actually deliver justice to the people. Absolutely. And I think this is the, the, this is the point. It's the lack of that th- uh, trust that's resulting in this debate around the death penalty. When the, the debate should really be about why is there a lack of trust in the criminal justice system and how can we strengthen and improve the criminal justice system as opposed to calling for the death penalty. So I think you've hit the nail on the head again and, and that's perhaps the debate that we really need to have in South Africa. Uh, let me read more. Uh, Lumka says, I question the motive of people against the death sentence. They surely cannot think that they are smarter and more merciful than God. This one simply says, yes, yes, yes. Another one says, draconian idea to introduce the death penalty, just ban guns in public space. And then uh, here's another one. If your child, mother, father, etc. gets killed via murder, should the punishment not fit the crime? If you don't fear the system, you will abuse the system. Another one, Botswana, the death penalty is enforced. Compare their statistics of crime to ours. But then, of course, again, Botswana's much smaller population. And, you know, and this goes to the U.S. and yes. Asia and all those sorts of comparisons. Someone brought up Scandinavia. And, you know, it's horses for causes, really, because it differs from one country to the next. Eunice in KZN says, we urgently need the death penalty for rhino poachers who have forfeited their human rights. Rhinos face extinctions. Humans don't. Wow. And then this one says, death penalty will only kill the poor and Oscar will escape the death penalty. We as a native people need to stand up and be independent. Stairs contribution this morning. Sakina, if our society was economically equal, the death penalty would work. Our justice system favors the rich. How many poor innocent people would have been hanged? And KB says, no death penalty, please. SAPS is incompetent and lack basic detective skills. South Africa has a high level of lawlessness and leaders who are corrupt. Anthony, def- uh, definitely uh, yes for a gun-related and a murder motivation. And Ellen says most definitely this is long overdue. Another one, no to the death penalty. None of us are God. And uh, also agrees with Claire saying castrate the rapers and sell killers to Japanese prisons. Okay. And this one says death penalty has been outlawed by a constitutional court in the matter between the state and Makanya. And we've uh, spoken about that. So it's interesting that we really seem to have people on both sides, you know, arguing for and against this matter. But unfortunately, that's all we have time for this uh, this morning. We're going to have to leave it there. But thanks to our guest, um, Kayum Ahmed, CEO of the South African Human Rights Commission, and also to uh, Richum Kondo, who runs the media uh, and writers firm, a content development and reputation management agency. So we'll leave you with that um, food for thought, and you'll make up your own mind as to whether indeed South Africa needs to call a referendum on the death penalty. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.